This is the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, episode 95. Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Weekly motivation and language learning tips to help you become fluent in any language. Now, here's your host, Ollie Richards. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for listening. Now, my microphone is still broken, so I'm afraid you're going <laughs> to have to put up with my my uh, ongoing poor sound quality. But uh, hopefully the stuff we talk about will make it interesting, will be interesting enough for you not to notice it anyway. <laughs> so, All right, so have you left me your 100-episode message or not? I hope you have. Uh, if you haven't, today is the day to do it because I'm going to be making it, putting it all together very soon. Instructions for that will come at the end of the show. Before we get into today's question, I'd also like to thank the sponsors of the show, italki. And if you're looking for professional language lessons from highly qualified teachers, you can get them on italki and you can get a free lesson as well in any language by going to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash free lesson. Now, let's dive straight into today's question from SJ in China. Hi, Oli. I'm SJ. I'm learning English and my native language is Chinese. I've been using flashcards to basically store nice expressions I encounter. Most of them are sentences which I don't express very well, or my version of the sentence would be not very idiomatic. So, actually, right now I'm focusing on sentence structures and the phrases rather than just individual words. Uh, then, in order to be able to test myself, I put Chinese translation on the other side of the flashcards as a prompt and try to recall the English sentences. The only thing I worry about is that in this way, I always get to see the Chinese version first and try to translate them into English. I'm not sure if this will develop a bad habit for me, like to rely on translation too much, uh, always generate one language through another. So I'd like to hear your opinion on this, Oli. Uh, is there any better way to test myself without too much translation involved? Thank you very much. Okay, SJ, thank you very, very much for your question. A great question. And, um, you know, uh, we've been getting a lot of these questions recently about, you know, higher levels and how to get to a, you know, how to study in in such a way that you can reach a high level in a language. And I think the fundamental difficulty here is that when you're at a high level, I think study is something that becomes less important. And instead, you have to kind of start to live the language. And so it becomes very difficult to to give very certain and authoritative answers about high-level questions because it's much more a question of kind of living the language and studying doesn't isn't going to get you so far. And the reason is because, you know, we've all... When, when you get to high levels, we're talking about personality and different ways of speaking. You know, so you might think that... you Let's say you want to speak English like me, for example. Well, that's fine. And, you know, obviously I have perfect English because I'm English. It makes sense, right? But if you then went to talk to my mum, you would hear a different kind of English. She also has perfect English, but she uses different kinds of words and phrases and expressions and, and tones and ways of speaking to me. So there's no right or, one, right or wrong way of doing this. And I think the real secret to getting to a higher level in a language is to really start to develop your personality in the language, often possibly by imitating someone, um, you know, finding that one person who you want to speak like and modeling them. 
So anyway, we're kind of getting a bit sidetracked from the question here. But so the basic question here from SJ, as I understand it, is you know she's got these idiomatic expressions that she wants to learn, and she's had success with flashcards so far. And the question is, can she keep using flashcards to learn these idiomatic expressions, even though there's translation involved? And it's a good question. And you know I don't have a 100% certain answer to this. But I, I, but we can talk through the issue that so in a way that hopefully it will help you, you know, make up your own mind about um, you know what you want to do. So here's the thing: testing. I think at a higher level, which is basically what you're talking about, right? Testing, displaying the the phrase in Chinese, and then seeing if you can remember it in English. Testing. Is not necessarily a good use of time at a higher level, and I, I, you know, I'm reminded of the JLPT one, which is the Nihongo no Ryokushiken, uh, the Japanese uh, language proficiency test, as they as they call it. And you know, I I haven't taken level one, which is the highest level. I haven't done it myself, but I've got lots of friends who have, and you know, they always say it's an absolute nightmare because for all the other levels, five, four, three, and two. Um, what they can do is kind of learn. They, they learn these new words and these new kanji and things like that. And because they see them everywhere and they hear them everywhere in their daily lives, it's quite easy to remember. But the stuff they have to learn for JLPT one is all this very obscure language. These kind of crazy kanjis that you'd never see anywhere and words that you only encounter in the most in the strangest situations. And so it becomes very very difficult for them to remember it because. They just don't see it anywhere, and so kind of this is, and so they kind of end up testing themselves over and over again in this very very artificial way. And as soon as they finish the exam, they never use the language again. And so you know, I think it it does call into question whether or not you should be testing yourself at this very very high level language. Because you know you you might not need it. I understand why you want to learn it. Obviously, you know you're learning English. You want to know all these great idiomatic expressions, but you don't need all of them. And so to to spend years like kind of testing yourself on all these expressions that you'll probably never use, I don't think is necessarily a good use of time. But let me give you the benefit of the doubt and say, okay, you've you've identified these expressions that you really really want to use and you want to learn. And so your question is, well, should I be using flashcards with translation to learn them? So a lot of these expressions that you're talking about probably don't have direct equivalents in Chinese, and that's fine because when I talk about using flashcards in, but like bilingual flashcards, you know, I'm talking about you. You'll display the my preferred way of doing it is you'll display your mother tongue on the first side, and then you will then say out loud the Equivalent in the, in the language you're learning. So in my case, when I'm learning, say Cantonese, I'll display the English side first, and then I'll try to say the equivalent in Cantonese. Now I understand why people think this is translation, but actually I don't see it as translation. When I'm looking at the English side of my flashcard, I just see it as a prompt for me to kind of remember the general idea of what I'm trying to say. In fact, often on the flashcards, I don't even write down the direct translation. It might just be a shorthand. So if I've just learned um, a, a Cantonese expression like I don't know, teng but teng, which means uh, without stopping. 
then I like this. You know, so I just said it means without stopping, but it, it doesn't mean that exactly. It's got these different nuance. But I'll just write down any old thing in English to try to remind myself of what that expression is. I won't worry about the word-for-word -word translation. So I think, you know, um, SJ, if you are thinking, you might be thinking too much about the direct translation. And instead, try to use the, the Chinese on, on, on the first side of your flashcard just to jog your memory for you then to try to produce the English sound. So I don't think we should overthink this idea of translation um, too much. But I think the more general question is, I understand why you're worrying about translation, but that it's more of a theoretical concern, you know. I would ask yourself, in your situation, I'd ask yourself one basic question, which is, is this helping? All right, so you're, learning, you're studying English in this way. Is it helping you? Are you improving? And if the answer is yes, then simply carry on. Keep going. You know, don't let a, a theoretical question stop you from something that's actually working. Right now, if the answer is no, if you think it's not helping you, then in that case, well, you know, simply stop. That's absolutely fine. You know, uh, I think I'm a big fan of just doing stuff that works, and you are the best judge of that. So don't don't overthink the question of translation too much, and you know, don't worry about it. Don't try even don't even try to get an accurate translation. That's not the aim. Now, the other thing I'm going to say here is that as a general principle. When you are moving past an intermediate stage in the language, and so just by listening to your English, clearly you are there. You seem to be at a kind of B2 um, level, if not C1. As you're moving to this stage and into a higher level of, a, of in the language, you want to be using the target language for everything as much as possible. All right, And I think that means using less translation overall. Because, you know you need to be surrounding yourself in the language all the time. And that includes, you know, if there's something you don't understand in English, that means looking it up in English, you know, not in Chinese. And by always, by always doing your tasks and by always operating in the language you're learning, you're going to improve much quicker and you're going to feel more benefits. You know, so just for example, if you look up words in a Chinese-English dictionary, then you're dividing your time between English and Chinese. But if you look up the definition in, an, in, an, in a monolingual English dictionary, you're getting all this extra exposure. And although it's hard, um, you know, I think you're, that's what you need to do because you are developing your own style of English there. And like we said before, you, know, you don't have to know everything in English. You don't have to speak exactly like me or exactly like the Queen or exactly like, you know, someone like Luke from Luke's English podcast or you know everybody speaks differently and so I would encourage you <clears throat> excuse me I'd encourage you to move towards doing everything in English and to just kind of developing your own personality and your own thoughts in English as a general rule it doesn't mean don't use flashcards you know if you're trying to test yourself and to memorize specific uh, specific words and phrases I think that's fine keep doing that but the general overriding principle here is that once you get to a higher level in the language, you want to do 100% in that language. Okay, so I hope that's helpful, SJ. I know I haven't given you a definitive answer, but I think the the moral of the story for me is, you know, you are the best judge. You know, keep working hard, keep pushing yourself, and you will know whether what you're doing is the right thing to do. 
All right, so I hope that's helpful. If you'd like to ask me a question, you can. You can go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash ask to do that. Also, if you'd like to leave me a review on iTunes, that would be fantastic because it helps other people find the podcast and helps to motivate me to make more episodes as well. If you'd like to do that, you can go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash review. Now, episode 100 is very close. There's only five episodes away and I'm looking for your help. Yes, this means you. Are you listening to this right now? I'm looking for your help because I'd like to make a kind of compilation of of uh, recordings from people talking about what they've learnt about language learning from this podcast. Very simple. All you need to do is leave your name and where you're from and then tell me one thing that you have learnt from me or from listening to this podcast. And to do that, please go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash ask you can find the little widget there where you can click the button and just leave me that in a message. That would be super cool, be very, very grateful, and it will make for a very nice uh, recording when we get to episode 100. Thank you so much for listening. That's your homework, and I'll see you on the next episode of the podcast.